mamacitas! Welcome back to another episode of Tere Tells All. And oh my god, do I have a fun episode for you guys today. Um, about, I want to say a month ago, I put out a question sticker and I said, if you could ask a guy something, what would you ask them? And you guys delivered. So as you can tell by the length of this episode, it's a good one. It's a juicy one. And I'm so excited for you to listen to it. But before we get into that, um, let me tell you about my weekend. So I took a little road trip down, down, over to San Antonio, Texas this weekend. I got to hang out with my girl, Roxy. We got a workout in. We recorded um, an episode of the podcast that will come out later next month. And then I got to hang out with some of the girls that I haven't had a chance to meet yet. And we had a lovely dinner uh, we went to a spot called Down on Grayson, I believe. It's over like in the Pearl area. Um, and oh my God, the food was so good. I haven't had steak in a while, um, partly because it's not part of my meal plan right now. But when I saw it on the menu, I was like, nope, I need me a steak with some chimichurri sauce. And it came with a side of onion rings. Y'all, I was in heaven, in heaven, I tell you. And then uh, we noticed that people were getting this cake. I guess it's like their signature cake, strawberry cake. This slice of cake, you guys, is probably as big as my head. It was so huge. So we ordered a slice for the table. We all shared it. It was more than enough cake for the whole table just because of how big this slice of cake was. Um, but yeah, so if you want to know what I'm talking about, go go look at their Instagram down on Grayson in San Antonio, Texas, just so you can see how big this was and everything was delicious. The drinks were delicious the company. Everybody was amazing. And I'm so glad that I got to hang out with everyone. Um, and it was nice to just kind of get away. Cause I've been so like overwhelmed and stressed with work that, um, you know, 24 hours away to just play and hang out was exactly what my soul needed just to finish off these last two weeks of school before summer begins. This week's review shout out goes to Aubrey. She goes by Bottles to Barbells. And she says, every episode has been so relatable in one way or another. It's so real, honest, and overall positive. Highly recommend. And she gave me five stars. So thank you, Aubrey. Um, and Tooth Fairy 9770 says, I just started listening to your podcast and following you on IG. Your guests are top notch. Your interviewing skills are on point. And you have the best laugh. I look forward to binging all your episodes. Thank you, Tooth Fairy 9770. I wish I knew your real name so I could, you know, say your real name. <laughs> but um, thank you, both of you ladies who are taking the time to write out a review. I tell you this every week. It makes my day to see what you guys think, how, you able, how you're able to connect to the show. And I hope that I can keep doing this for as long as possible because... Oh, it just, it makes my heart happy. Um, but yeah, uh, again, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. But if you want to, you can also leave a voicemail on the listener line or you can DM me. I just love hearing from you guys in general. Okay, so back to this week's episode. Like I said before, it's a fun one. It's a juicy one. It's definitely not a, it's a not safe for work episode. Um, maybe not something you want to listen to around the littles unless they're like super little and they don't understand anything. Um, 
But yeah, I'm interested to hear your feedback from this episode because it's very different from the other ones that I've done so far. Uh, but it does touch on some of the topics that I, you know, I do want to talk more about to kind of go more in depth in future episodes. So let me know what you think. Do you like this? Do you not like this? I don't know. Let me know. But anyway, let's get into it. All right, guys, today on the podcast, I have a friend and he is also one half of the State Your Take podcast with Ed and Aaron. Aaron Harris, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Good to be here. Happy to have you here. Right before I hit record, I was telling you that it's funny because I listen to your podcast every week. So I'm used to hearing your voice mm-hmm. every Monday, but like actually talking to you and then hearing it back is a little, it's a little different, but I like it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So I, uh, I've been told I have a very smooth, buttery voice. You do. You, you have a voice made for podcasting, which I've told you Thank that you. before. You have said that. Um, yeah. So Aaron, tell us a little background on you. Who are you? What do you do? Where do you live? What's your passion? Uh, well, I am originally from New Jersey, and I moved down to Texas in 2003. Uh, since then, I've had a lot of different jobs. I've been in a lot of different professions. I graduated with a degree in commercial art, and I ended up in the year 2021 as a strength and conditioning coach. So obviously I took a very straight and narrow approach to life. I went from point A <laughs> to point B, the most logical steps that you can make. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm into now. I do, I do fitness for a living. I think a lot of people do that. Like they start a specific life course and then they end up doing something completely different. I was going to say is it's, it's ridiculous that we ask 18 and 19 year old children on, you know, what are you going to do for the rest of your life? You get one decision, you get one chance to figure it out. Now go. And you're just like, I don't know. Like, you, you know, it's, it's, it's very, um, you know, it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me that, you know, you, you decide on your career path and the rest of your future when you're still so young. So Yeah, no, I totally agree because I didn't know all the different career options when I was a kid, partly because I'm like first generation, like Mexican-American, and also because my parents didn't go to school at all. So they they couldn't, you know, give me advice. And even my extended family, they're all like blue collar jobs. So like I didn't know that I could go be a freaking engineer. I didn't know that I could go, you know, do all these other things. And I wish I had known about all these other opportunities because maybe I would have pursued something different. But yeah, to be like forced in college, like, all right, you got to pick a major. All right, well, now you got to take all these classes. Oh, by the way, if you change your major, all these classes don't count towards that major. So you're going to have to retake a whole bunch of classes. It's like a bunch of baloney. Right. Yeah. Not to mention that, you know, when I was first going to school, content creator wasn't an option. Like that wasn't even a job. Mm -hmm. And now it's a job. Now it's a full-time gig. So who's to say what's going to be available in 10 years from now that wasn't available today? Like, how do you prepare for that? Yeah. Funny that you say that because like the job that I have now, so obviously I still work in education, but the job that I have now technically did not exist when I was still in college. Move on. Let's move on. Aaron, how did we meet? Uh, You swiped right on me. I did not. You swiped right on me. Well, we had to swipe right on each other at some point. But I think <laughs> that I, is I, right. I think, I think you did it to confirm. I did it. Um, I did it first 
I'll say, and you confirmed the swipe rightage. That's a that's a fair assessment. I will right. I will concur. Yeah, that's right. We swiped right on each other. This was a while back though. This was like 2019. Yeah, this was a good two years ago. I remember because it was mm-hmm. still cold outside. Yes, I remember it was around the holidays. Mm-hmm. So where was our first date? Do you remember? It was at that coffee shop somewhere on like the side of town that I'd never been to before because you live <laughs> so yep. far out. <laughs> yeah, you drove like an hour away. I drove very far. Come... Yeah. I think I did you even did you pick the spot or did I pick the spot? No, I picked the spot. You told me you wanted to meet at a coffee shop. And I was like, That's okay, right. well, the suburbs only has Starbucks. So let me see what I can do. And then I remembered about that one coffee shop. I had been there before on another date. That's so right. then I was like, we'll go you, there. You, you recycled. Hell yeah, recycled. <laughs> have you? Have you ever recycled? Um, I've recycled ideas. I've never recycled locations. Mm, well, yeah. there's a time for everything. There is a time for everything. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, obviously you and I did not work out. But out of that came a funny friendship. Um, and so, yeah, no, I, I adore you as a friend and I knew that I wanted to have you on the podcast today because I knew you'd be the perfect person to do an ask the guys segment. Yeah. I have a lot of answers to a lot of questions. (laughs) Um, let's start with your current relationship status. Are you Mm -hmm. married? Are you divorced? Are you, what are you? I am not married, nor am I divorced. Um, my my relationship (laughs) is um i guess on the mend you could say is that is that, what you, is that what you say when something is healing yes yeah so i my relationship is on the mend um had a little tumultuous week this week uh mm-hmm. to say the least um and if you want to hear more about that you can subscribe to state your take with ed and aaron on your favorite podcast platform new releases every monday <laughs> Yeah, so you can go listen to State Your Take on Monday and then listen to That It Tells All on Tuesday. Um, so yeah, uh, things are things are getting patched up. Um, you know, I, I mean, I don't know if you really want to get into that right now, but uh, we could talk about how I'm a bad communicator. We could talk about that. A I little know bit. that. I know yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, things are things are okay. Things are getting better. I am happy to hear that. Because I know you you were a little bummed earlier this week. So I'm happy to hear that things are on the mend. Yay! Thank you. But anyway, okay, so you are currently on the mend. But you are, I don't, I mean, I don't want to say this to sound like you're a piece of man meat. But you you are experienced in the, (laughs) in the dating field. Can I, can I assume that? I'm a seasoned vet. I'm a a bit of a journeyman. You know, I started my, I started my career as a young, hot prospect rookie. And, uh, you know, do some to some injuries and a lot of bad luck. I was never really able to uh, to uh, lock on to a championship team. But I've been, you know, I've been known to be a good locker room general. You know, I could teach the young kids a lot. So that's what they bring me on board to do nowadays. Oh, man, your analogies. Okay, awesome. Good to know. (laughs) Well, then, because of your experience and knowledge um, and because you do consider yourself a mentor and a coach of sorts, um, I'm going to start asking you some questions that some of my female followers have asked, and I was hoping you could just, you know, shed some light on the subject, enlighten us, help us understand the opposite gender. Of course. Here we go. And these are just in random order. So um, number one, do guys really care about us girls having the perfect body? No, no, we do not. Um, because there is no 
quintessential perfect body. There's going to be men that desire curves. There's going to be men that desire an athletic build. There's going to be men that desire slim builds. There's going to be men that desire everything and anything in between. There's like a um there's a funny joke on the internet. I don't know what I don't know what it is, but it's like rule number 8000 or something like 800 or something like that. One of these Reddit nerds will probably correct mm. me on it, but basically saying if you can imagine it, there's somebody out there that's attracted to it, right? Agreed. So there's mm-hmm. there's somebody out there right now that's like really into um, you know, photos of garbage dumpsters, you know, and they're just like, damn, there's <laughs> something hot about that garbage dumpster and it just really gets you going. So who knows? Maybe that's your dream person. I hope not. I really hope that you're not destined to be with the man that likes the garbage dumpster photos because you don't know where that's going to end up. But the point is, is that whatever you have, there's somebody out there that wants it and needs it, wants to just be friends with it. I agree. From from my perspective as a woman, I agree. And it's just about a matter of finding the person who prefers the type of I guess, body type that you have. I know that a lot of the guys that I have dated in the past prefer to date curvier women. So, you know, it works out in my favor, but like you said, different people have different preferences. So I I can tell you that, yes, even when I was heavier, I didn't really, I mean, I had a hard time dating, but that was because of me. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was always like someone interested, you know? So all the time. Yeah. All right. Next one. Um, does it feel scarier to approach a girl these days? I don't know if it's just like, I don't know if she means be like COVID or just like in general, like, you know, um, I, I don't think scary is the word. I think you should be, uh, if you're dealing, if you're talking about like coming out of the pandemic, like you should mm-hmm. absolutely just be respectful of people's wishes. Like if you, you know, if you aren't sure, like if you see them wearing a mask, you probably should just not like maybe, I don't know. You could throw a, a a tennis ball with a note inside of it and just say, "Hey, like heads up," or I don't or, know. Or 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 you can tape a note to their car window outside the gym. I was just about to suggest that that might also be a very effective method. Um, hopefully, she doesn't take a photo of it and snap it out to a hundred thousand people that follow her on Instagram. But who but knows? If she did, but if she did, I bet she would like blur out the, the name so you couldn't she tell might, who it was she might do that but then she might also just trash you and and send photos to the group chat and just roast you <laughs> talk about how your member oh. is or whatever like that I don't wait know. update i know who it is you found out I figured it out yeah i figured it out wow can we talk about that for a quick second i want to get back Absolutely. to this question but i just want i just want to because the the crux of your whole decision was the snapchat right because if yes. it's if it was any, if it was like a phone number or if it was uh, your your Instagram handle, the Snapchat was the one that was like, ugh, that, that's yes. what turned you off the most. Yes. Because the messages disappeared on Snapchat. Like what was like, what is your ultimate disdain for Snapchat? In my experience, men who approach women and the first, the first instinct is to ask for a snap, tend to only want a physical relationship versus like an actual, like full emotional and sexual and like the whole shebang, right? I feel like men who only want sex or even men who have multiple partners 
will go to Snapchat because of the privacy that it has. Mm. If it had been Instagram, I probably, because here's the thing, if he had given me his Instagram, right, I could have then looked up that handle. I could have scrolled on his profile and it would have given me a sense of like who that person is based on the types of things that he posts, based on how he interacts with other people, like how uh, he responds to comments. I probably would have looked at a couple of highlights just to see what that person is about. It kind of gives me a little like glimpse into who you are before I even make the choice to add you or to, you know, initiate conversation. Whereas Snapchat, you have to add the person first. I don't know who it is. I don't know what you look like. I don't know what you're about. I don't know what you want. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like you're walking into something completely blind. So that's why I was a turnoff. And then just because in the past when I have, you know, seen other guys and they asked me for my Snapchat, this was like when I was like in my 20s, you know, you start with like a hello snap and then the next thing you're getting a picture of a penis. And it's, you know, and that's, not really what I'm looking for at this stage in life. I'm kind of looking for something more serious. And so I just know that if I had, I don't know, to me, it's like, it's, it's, it's the gateway to having another like situationship versus an actual relationship. Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. Um, I, I don't use Snapchat anymore. Like I've officially hung up my ghost in the rafters. Ooh, I've, I've retired. Congratulations. Well, it wasn't not a congratulations. It was just because it, it was boring. Like it was, it was, nobody was really on it anymore, you know? So mm-hmm. it was like, in the, it's like a ghost land now. No pun intended. Yeah. Um, so I, I wonder now, like, is it like, has Snapchat become like the MSN messenger or like the, uh, the ICQ of, chat clients where it's just like an abandoned wasteland of you know uh uh, you know thirsty perverted dudes and and bots now like i don't know who's using snapchat anymore i can tell you that the younger kids still use it like my son and his friends they all still use it and they all still like post each other and tag each other and send each other snapchats and um i know he's pretty active on it because every once in a while they're like mom mom look at what ex person sent me and he'll show me and the only reason why I still have mine is to just keep up like with what he's up to when you know especially like when he's not with me because then I can see his stuff and then um so that I know that the younger kids use it I know my youngest brother who's 19 he's still pretty active on it too so I think it's kind of like teenagers and then dirty men who just want to send you pictures of their genitals yeah yeah Yeah. I think that's 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 who uh, their main users platform is gotcha um but back to the original question what was the original question (laughs) (laughs) uh is it do does it feel scary to approach oh does it feel scary uh so outside of covid i would say it's not scary to approach women i think that you know if you are feeling scared about approaching women then that was probably an indictment on how you were approaching women um you know i think as long as you are cool if you're funny, if you're respectful, if you're patient, and if you go into it with no expectations, dudes, uh, you should be all right. You know, yeah. Like yeah. not every girl that you talk to is going to want to say yes, but you got to get up there and you got to keep taking your at bats. You know, you got to keep hacking away. Well, while you say that, I also think if a girl says no or she's telling you she's not interested, no means no. 
because I've had a couple of instances where, you know, I'm like, oh, like, no, thank you. I'm not interested. Mainly because there's like zero attraction there. So I'm not even like if I smile at someone, I feel like it's an automatic like, oh, she's into me. So I have to be very firm and like, no, thank you. I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. But then they'll still want to keep trying to talk to you. Yep. Yep. It's it's so frustrating. So like, no means no. It is it is one of the um, worst traits that I think movies and television shows from the 80s and 90s have taught us is that if you just keep hammering away, like you remember when uh, Family Matters was on mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you remember how Urkel just like would not leave Laura Winslow alone, like he lived yep. right next door. And one of his uh, one of his catch or uh, catchphrases was I'm wearing you down, baby, like that was very endearing back then because you're like oh because you knew steve urkel was a good guy you're like oh he's just in love with her he wants to take care of her whatever like that but like all these dudes now in the in you know that that keep that are very persistent and like aggro about it they all think that they're steve urkel and they're Mm learning and they're trying to wear down laura winslow but in reality they're like they're not you know (laughs) like yeah like not every dude is the hero but they see themselves as the hero in their own reality or in, in our own sitcom. So what once was a very endearing and cute trait in, in guys has now become a very scary and aggressive and dangerous trait. So uh, it's going to take a long time before that, um, that ideology of, of wearing down women and being very persistent is, uh, is, you know, eroded from Mm -hmm. our psyche, I think. Yeah. And I think that's also why I'm very vocal about my views. And obviously everybody has different views and whatever, but I'm very vocal about me having specific boundaries and why I will not bend to my boundaries. Like um, when somebody calls me a BBW and I'm like, no, I don't like that. Do not call me that. Or like if um, like when guys comment, like if I post a selfie and they're like, turn around and I'm like, why the fuck am I going to turn around for you? Like, I'm not your dancing monkey. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very vocal about those things because I want especially the younger girls to know that it's okay to say no, that you don't have to feel pressured into doing things just because a guy is insisting or because, you know, it, it doesn't matter how much of a nice guy they are. You are allowed to say no and you're allowed to stick to your no. So that's a good, it's uh, a good little mantra there. You're allowed to stick to your no. Yeah. I mean, okay. and, you know, like later on, if you change your mind, you're also allowed to change your mind, but change your mind because you want to, not because a guy wore you down to the point where you, like you felt like you had to change your mind, you know? Let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Is it scary for women to approach men these days because you just don't know? Um, kind of, yes. I, I wouldn't approach a stranger because I, you just don't know. Um, but if it's someone that I see, like, let's say if I go to the gym and I keep seeing this one particular guy, they're always at the same time, then after a while, I probably would approach him just because, I don't know, I, I think I've kind of gotten a sense of security that it's safe to approach, but I, I don't think that I would ever approach just someone, you know, at the mall or anything. Yeah. That's yeah. tough. It's tough these yeah. days. It is. And then, like, for me, at least, I feel living in Texas, it's hard to find people to date because we are like so radically politically aligned or Mm -hmm. on opposite ends of the political spectrum. So like 
you know, you'll be swiping and it's like, well, I already know, like you might be hot, but I already know that our views do not match. Yeah. You are not, you know, and so like, no matter how hot you are, I'm sorry, I'm going to swipe left because it, it's just, it's not going to work out. And so and that's, that's the struggle that I find in, in dating now. It's more like not lining up politically. Are you, are you using Bumble still? Like, or uh, have you like switched out? Like, do you, like, cause when I was dating, I was cycling mm-hmm. my apps. Like I would be on Bumble mm-hmm. and then I would drop off Bumble and then I would go to Hinge. And then mm-hmm. I would see the same people on Hinge and I'd be like, oh, no, no, no. and I just drop it all off. And then like, <laughs> and then when I was really feeling desperate, I would go back to Tinder and I'd be like, let me just see what's on Tinder. Ooh. Yeah. So That's are you, thing. are you, are you still using Bumble? Um, I do the same thing you do. I kind of like cycle off. So like, I'll do one for a little while and then, then I'll switch to the other one and then I'll just take breaks. I'll take other and not use anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like well no I like both I don't really have a preference over Bumble or Hinge I like both for different reasons yeah I like Bumble because it had the more like it had more like you were talking about uh your political and I I like that they had the more comprehensive filters on there so you can really just narrow down your search to like the people that you really want to see yeah well see I feel like we have way more conservative men than we have conservative women especially yeah. here in Houston. So like a guy, you know, filtering out maybe conservative women, you're still going to have a lot of choices whereas a girl if I filter out conservative men then I'm down to like, you know, six. Yeah. Um I forgot what the original part. Oh no, yeah, you asked me if it's scary to approach guys. Yeah, so, you know, it is what it is. Um now with people getting vaccinated, I, the mask thing, like it's still a thing, obviously, yeah. but um, just because here in Texas, we don't have this, the mask mandate anymore. And then with people getting vaccine, people feel more comfortable going out without their mask. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of hard to gauge where people stand, I guess, on that, because they may or may not be wearing their mask. It just depends. Yeah, I got double vaxxed and I feel fine. I feel great. I'm still masking up mainly out of just convenience now because mm-hmm, I kind of mm-hmm. just I kind of just like it like I kind of just like wearing a mask and sunglasses is kind of my jam and I never realized it before but I, I also do it just to kind of send a message out like hey you know like I'm not being an asshole like I, I do want to stay safe and I do believe in this shit so I'm yeah. masking up even though you know I'm probably okay yeah I ma- I still mask up pretty much everywhere the only places. The only place that I don't mask up is the gym. Um, and that's yeah. just because I, well, one, I'm working out. And I, I got used to working out with a mask on. Like when people were complaining about like, I can't work out with a mask. I was like, bro, I do it every day. Like it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, like now that I'm also vaccinated, um, I do take it off. Um, now, if I go into the gym, like on a Monday at like 530, hell no, I'm wearing my mask because it's, you know, packed like sardines. But for the most part, but when I go, it's not that packed and you can see like whenever I post like a workout video or a selfie you can kind of see in the background how it's not too crowded so I don't mind taking my mask off then but I still wear it when I go to the store when I you know when I'm at work at work you know we have to wear it all day long so um yeah I still wear it how good are shy guys at picking up flirting hints from girls so I guess if you're like yeah if you're a shy guy Mm. and a girl's trying to flirt with you Mm. Um, so this is kind, this might be a, a tough question for me to, 
answer because yeah, I don't think you can relate to that one. <laughs> I'm not very shy, but I am <laughs> dumb. So I don't pick up on signals as well as one might think. Uh, there's been a couple of instances where, um, you know, day a day or so later, I, I think back on a conversation that I had and I was like, oh, that might have been like she might have been throwing it to me and I just fucking whiffed. But um, I think that if, you know, here, all right, I'm going to say something here. This might, <laughs> okay. this might upset some of your, some of your listeners. This might even upset you. Oh God. Okay. But women are not good flirting. Like you, you're, you're, you're kind of, and not, not even so much that you're not good. I think that it's just because you don't really have a ton of experience with flirting, you know, like mm-hmm. a lot of times the flirting comes from, um, you know, the opposite end, like, like we're serving and you guys are just, uh, uh, you know, volleying it back. So it just kind of like, you know, you're returning the energy, but when it comes to creating the energy, you know, it's a little, uh, it's a little sloppy sometimes, you know, it's a little like, Oh, uh, uh heavy handed, I guess you could say, mm-hmm um so i, I don't I think- disagree with you okay because I, I, I like my my flirting my flirting style <laughs> but i guess like the way that i flirt is through banter mm-hmm. so i can kind of see why you're saying that and that's why i say i don't disagree with you like yeah banter is is good and i i think that banter is great but and this is just a very you know exaggerated example but like i i'm if a, if a girl is flirting and is trying to create the energy, they'll, they'll say something silly like, Oh my gosh, my, my boobs are so hot in here. And like, they'll like start fanning themselves and like, Oh my God, can you believe how hot it is? And just my boobs are sweating. And you're just like, what is this? Like, what is going on here? Like, I don't even know. Is this a hidden camera show? Like who's setting me up here? Like, I don't, I don't even know what's going on, but you know, like I, I think that if, a, if a, woman's intentions are for flirting and not just being nice or being uh you know cordial um mm-hmm. the the that that is where the lines kind of get very blurry because you know oftentimes we'll mistake being nice or being professional with flirting and now you're just like oh okay she definitely is into me when really she's just being nice on the flip side of that she might be flirting she might be interested she might want to see what you're about and you might mistake it as, Oh, she was just being nice. She was just being professional. So there's mm-hmm. gotta be some sort of like, you know, there has to be some sort of switch there where, you know, both parties involved or maybe even all three parties involved, who knows who's to say it's 2021. Let's get into that a little bit. Um, <laughs> there has to be a point where everybody involved is saying like, this is my intention. I'm interested like, what's up? Like, what do you want to do about this? Mm-hmm. So I think as long as, you know, you, you, you make it very clear in some point that you're interested, then I, I think that if the guy is shy or not, he should be able to pick up what you're putting down. Gotcha. So what would be a good, not necessarily flirting, but like, okay, what would be a good way for a girl to approach a guy? Uh, tell her, tell him that your boobs are hot and start showing <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, it works though. Um, <laughs> I think that if, if a girl's interested in a guy, mm-hmm. um, the, 
the first thing she should do is open up with a joke, a funny story, say something funny, because Mm -hmm. when you're funny, you're interesting, like immediately. And that goes on both the both ways. Like, as long as you're funny, people will want to keep talking to you. So there's an old mantra saying, if you make them laugh, you make them breakfast. So Mm. You, I mean, I, I mean, I don't want to have to draw that out. I don't think I have to, I think your listeners are probably pretty smart. They can figure out what that means. But uh, yeah, start with being funny. Always be funny. Always be funny. Okay. Got it. Um, let's see. Moving on to the next one. <laughs> okay. What does it mean when a guy still watches porn, even though he is in a serious relationship? Means he's horny. Means he's, means he's, <laughs> means he's. He's got a high drive, you know what I mean? Means he's he's got that 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 that, that energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I don't know. Like he could maybe be have an addiction. He may uh have some sort of kink or fetish that he has not um expressed to his partner that maybe mm-hmm. he's a little shy about or ashamed of. Um, maybe there's some fantasies involved that uh you know he's trying to work through and you know maybe get the courage to to bring up or you know maybe he's just uh you know maybe the sex sex life in the relationship isn't isn't great isn't strong maybe it's not there and he's got to find a release somehow but i I mean if it's bothering you as a person you should probably Mm -hmm. bring that up and say like hey just want to know like what's this about um i wouldn't try to shame him for it because you know I think, uh, I mean, we watch a lot of porn in this country, you know, like mm-hmm. Pornhub releases the numbers every year. So it's not like an isolated thing, but, uh, I don't know. Like, would you be pissed if your guy was watching porn? Um, I think it would depend on the type of porn that he was watching. Oh, okay. What if it, oh, okay. So should we just go through the categories and you tell <laughs> I don't think we need to go that in depth, um, <laughs> No, I th- yeah, no, I just, okay. So I think it would depend on the frequency. Like, you know, if it's like every once in a while, then I wouldn't mind. Because, mm-hmm. you know, every once in a while, I'll, I like to watch porn too. I'm not gonna, I'm not a saint. So, and I, I don't, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not into my partner. Right. Um. So, yeah, I think if it, now if it's like an everyday all day thing, then we, we probably have a problem. He probably needs help because yeah. he's probably like addicted and you know that's that's something completely different so I think it would depend on the frequency and it would depend on the type now if he's watching things where like women are getting degraded and beaten mm. then hell no that's that that's not cool you know I don't know I can't he, think of a specific category right the second what if he's watching a bunch of silhouette challenges on tiktok Everybody was watching the silhouette challenges on TikTok. I was watching the silhouette challenges on TikTok. Girls and guys. No, I mean, listen, it was it was big. It was a big movement for a while. Yeah. Um, but like it's kind of over with. You know what I mean? Like the the trend has passed. Yeah, because like, Purvis messed it up. They messed it up. But what would you like? All right. So now it's like last Thursday. And like okay. all you do, all you're hearing is uh your hand on my shoulder. <laughs> just over and over and over and he's just still going crazy looking for these silhouette challenges like is is that an issue because you know I would ask him why like why do you still like why do you keep watching them 
maybe he wants to make one and he just you know mm. doesn't want to say that like there you he's go. you know there you so go. then i would i would ask like well why do you keep watching that and be like i don't know it just and they look good or whatever then i don't know it would just it would just open the conversation up and who knows maybe be like all right well let's make one you know and that, and that doesn't necessarily like put it out but you know kind of like fulfill the fantasy in a way there you go and i think that's the key right there so if he's watching porn you gotta like you said figure out what kind it is because if it's that you know bondage and and dominance i mean unless you're into that kind of thing i'm not here to shame it's 2021 Mm -hmm. but if you know if if you're into it or if you can maybe talk yourself into it maybe get a little uh maybe get uh your your friend jose cuervo to to convince <laughs> you or 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 you know push you along mm-hmm. maybe making a movie might help with whatever he's got going on you know that might be something yeah. that you guys could do or get into so be keep your options open is what i would mm-hmm. say i think it's also scary just with the way technology is now and the way hackers are so good at their job mm-hmm. yeah. um for people to want to spice things up in that manner you know because you never know like someone could hack into your iphone and get your stuff and put it out there absolutely this is why you got to go offline you got to go old school you got to get an old hd like cassette (laughs) camera or you get even like a little flip digital camera something that doesn't plug in something that doesn't have wi-fi that doesn't go to the cloud yeah doesn't go to the cloud but it's still got good resolution something that you may be able to plug into the tv later and watch at a later date exactly yeah have you ever made a a movie with a partner i've never made a movie um i i've heard that the camera adds 10 pounds i was (laughs) i've i've not heard that the camera adds any inches so i haven't had that real desire to to do that Um, if they can make a camera that adds inches then i might be (laughs) i might be more inclined to do so but uh, until that day, no, I, I I have not made a video. I'm open have to it. You, no, I think if you find someone who's open to it as well, like I'm sure it could be something fun that y'all could do together. Um, have you ever watched porn with a partner? Yes, I have. That probably wasn't as great of an idea as I had in my head. <laughs> um, not because it didn't go well. It was just like, well, what are we doing? Like, are we just sitting here just going to, are we just watch it? Like, we're both horny. Like, let's just do the thing. Like, we, like, we don't need, it's like when you go to a restaurant and they ask you like, Hey, do you guys want any appetizers? But you're like starving. You're just like, no, I don't want any appetizers. Just get to the fucking food. Like, let's just go. Like, let's just do this thing that we came here to do. So, you know, I think it could be fun. Maybe if you're watching yourselves, you're like, Oh my God, like, look how good you look. Like, this is so amazing. Like, this is like, wow. But if you're mm-hmm. just watching two strangers, you know, going ham on each other, you're just like, well, why don't we just do what they're doing? Yeah, no, I, I've been in a situation where someone put it on and it did nothing for me. What like kind it, was it? Um, it, it wasn't anything. It was just like normal porn. No. Like it, yeah, there, it wasn't, I don't think I could fit it into a specific category. Yeah. It was just um, straight. It was just straight fucking. It wasn't. Like yeah, that. yeah, it was. And I was like, "This is dad's like, okay, so why do you want me to watch this? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I don't know that if it had been a specific category that I would have had a different reaction. I don't think. Never been in that situation to to be able to answer that one. 
let's see. Let me get let me get through all these sex questions while we're in here. Um, That's what the people came here for. <laughs> someone wants to know. I guess this goes back to the gym and just vaginas in general. But do guys are guys grossed out when girls are at the gym and they have butt and vagina sweat showing through their leggings? Absolutely not. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Are you kidding me? No. That's you know like, that's a big thing for girls that they're so un or self conscious about that. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you not to be okay, because the only reason you guys don't see our butt and you know balls sweating through our is because we're wearing like loose fitting shorts. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, everybody sweats at the gym. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's just a testament of how hard you're going. You know. And if you're going that hard at the gym, I mean, I don't want to say it, but let's just let's just say it. If you're going that hard at the gym, if you're putting in the reps on the weights, then that just means we know you put in the reps where it really matters. You know what I'm saying? So that's Mm -hmm. like that's like a huge turn on a huge turn on. So, no, don't be don't be self-conscious about that sweat. Sweat it out. Matter (laughs) of fact, get get more sweaty. Add some sweat. Bring your own sweat. (laughs) Put some sweat into a spray bottle and start spritzing yourself down in the middle of your set. Like, let's just, like, get real sweaty. As as a girl, I don't mind when guys look sweaty at the gym. It, to me, that's kind of, like, hot. It's sexy, for the right? Same reason, yeah, for the same reason that you're saying. Because it's like, okay, he's working hard. And then, like, you know, they got that pump going. And then maybe you can the veins are popping. And, like, I, to me, that just looks so hot and so mm-hmm. either way that's why i figured like if to me a sweaty guy looks good then i can only imagine that the opposite is true Absolutely. so i don't now the only time i'm ever like self-conscious about it is if like i'm getting the attention from men who are gross to yep. me you know then it's like uh like let me grab my hoodie and wrap it around my waist type of thing but generally, I try not, I don't really pay attention to my surroundings. And I think that's what, for a while there, I think people thought that I was like really mean and stuck up at the gym because mm-hmm. I un, involuntarily activate my RBF when I'm working out. Yep. And so, you know, like I'm all sweaty and then I look pissed off. And then I think people thought I was mean. Um, but in that case, like whenever I'm getting the attention from someone who I don't want their attention, then I will make sure that I do have my RBF so they'll be turned off and just like go away. There's this one girl that goes to my gym um, who is essentially what you just said. Like she goes in, she's always like dressed really well, like or like or her gear always matches. Um, mm-hmm. She's always got the RBF going. She's got the hat down low. She doesn't really like associate with anybody. She just kind of tucks off into her corner. And the mm-hmm. other day I saw her doing like single leg box jumps. And anybody that's, that's anybody that's done or seen somebody do single leg box jumps, I was like, you know how difficult that is. Mm-hmm. And as a strength coach, I'm watching. I'm just like, holy shit. Like, that is so fucking badass. Like, I wanted to go over and tell her, like, yo, that is really badass that you're doing that. Because you don't see people doing it at a commercial gym. But I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to tell her that. But just know, ladies, that, you know, when you're working hard and, like, you're really doing it, like you're getting the attention from the people that respect that kind of work. So keep up mm-hmm. that good work. Keep sweating. Keep pumping. Keep grunting. Keep RBFing. Do all that. 
Yeah. And just to close this one out, I don't know if you remember, but I, when we matched um, on the dating app, and I, I kind of, I think I asked you like, well, which one was your favorite picture? And then I told you which one was my favorite picture of you. Yeah. Do you remember what picture I told you was my favorite one? Uh, it was the one that I had the, the arms out. No. What? No, it was you running. Like you had just finished oh, running at night. Right. I forgot that was on my profile. You're yeah, right. You... I thought that was on my Instagram and you had mentioned that, but no, yeah, you're right. I, it was after a midnight workout at Memorial Park and I was sweating like a pig. Yes. You were like all sweaty. I could tell you had just finished running. You had your headphones or whatever on. Mm -hmm. And that one was my favorite picture of you at that time, because for like what we just literally everything that we just said, like, you know, it, it showed me that you were into fitness, that you took care of yourself, you took care of your body. Um, and then you just, you looked great in that photo. So yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. I looked very good. <laughs> right. Forgot about that. One. Um, all right. I found another sex question. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I have been with my boyfriend for two years and he still won't go down on me. Why? Wow. 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 That's, a, that's a good one. That's no. a good one. Listen, okay, hang on. <laughs> this, this is this is a lot. Like, we got to really break this down. Okay, two okay. years. And, I mean, we can't ask her this, but I, I assume at some point he went down on her, right? Because you don't Maybe get... he hasn't at all. I mean, if he's never done it, then he's probably never going to do it. But if he did it at one point and then just stopped doing it, then you got to ask like, yo, what's up? Like, why aren't you giving me that tongue? Why aren't you giving me that face? Okay. Um, so let's look at it from both perspectives. Okay. So starting with like, he's never done it. Why mm -hmm. won't guys do it? Some guys there, 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 there was a, a long time, not even a long time ago. I'd say maybe 20 years ago, there was a kind of a consensus amongst men that like, nah, we don't, we don't do that. We don't go down low. Like they was said, it, they said it in all the rap songs. They're like, I, I think in uh you know, Fat Joe said it. He's like, slow down, baby. Want to let you know from the gate, I don't go down, baby. You know, DJ Khaled a few months ago was like, nah, he doesn't do that. Like he said it on our, on our, on our interview to mm -hmm. his wife, you know, and he's married. So, I mean, there's still some guys that are stuck in that, that thought that like, nah, like we don't, we don't do that, but they'll be more than happy to accept a blowjob. Mm -hmm. Now, fast forward to the year 2021. And now we are openly talking about eating ass you know analingus <laughs> is is one of the you know it, analingus it, i haven't heard that one they they constructed a new food pyramid and you know <laughs> right there in the middle in between fruits and vegetables you're supposed to get mm -hmm. three to five servings a day of ass so it's a whole different world now um i think that it's a it's a mental thing you know it's really like a thing that you have to want to do for your partner like you have to know that this thing is going to bring them such joy and ecstasy that perhaps even your your dick can't provide um mm -hmm. you got to really want to do it now if homie has never really wanted to do it then i gotta i i hate to put this out there and i hate to use this word but it sounds to me like your boy's a little selfish in the bedroom you know what i mean like he's not mm -hmm. really looking out for you and your interests so you know, maybe that might be something that a conversation that you need to have. Be like, hey, what's up? Like, why? Like, why don't you ever really want me to do this? Or why don't you ever really want to do this? And if he's stubborn about it, then, you know, and again, I hate to put this kind of energy out there, but you got to return energy 
when you see fit. So if he's not giving you his mouth, then maybe you don't give him yours. That's just mm-hmm. a, a, a slight suggestion that I would get. But if he did it one time and doesn't do it anymore, or he used to do it more often and now he doesn't do it, that may be a different conversation. Wait, okay. Elaborate on that. Like what, what kind of different, like, do you think like it's the girl or do you think that it means he's seeing someone else or it might, either, bo- either? It might be, it might be one. It might be both of those things. Um, you know, it may be, uh, maybe the last time he did it, like maybe she didn't really react. Maybe she wasn't moaning. Maybe she wasn't really into it. Maybe it made him feel a little insecure about his skills, you know? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be one of those things. Let me ask you a question. Cause I had this, I had, you know, I had these half-baked ideas. Mm-hmm. I, call, I call them Aaron's thousand uh, dollar ideas. Okay. Like what would you think about a service, right? Just like a straight service to gauge people's sexual prowess, like how good you are at bed. You get a score. It's like a credit score. Like you get a score, <laughs> you get a rating, you know, like you get like a real report on how well you do certain things. You know, because I feel like a lot of people out there think that they're putting it down when they're not really putting it down, but their partner doesn't have the heart to tell them they're not putting it down. So what if you got an objective score, an objective rating on your game? Like, do you think that's a service that might be able to be uh, to provide something for people? I think men would be more likely to use that service than women. I think women might be afraid to come off too promiscuous if they use that service and advertise their score. No, it's, it's, it's all, uh, what do you call it? Confidential, you know, like it, it's all like, okay, but you of, know, like, people are going to be asking kind of like when you like, uh, okay, this is maybe this is just a me thing, <laughs> but like, I know that I, like when I start meeting someone new or talking to someone new, I like to ask them what their love language is, uh-huh. but that's because that's how like, I want to know what someone else's love language is so that I can show them how that I appreciate them knowing that they'll receive it, you know? So maybe I've, I'm afraid that if we did this, people then would start asking that like each other, well, what's your score? Okay. That's a solid point. That's a, that's a fair point. Like, um, even if you don't post it anywhere, even if it's not part of a dating website, I think people would still, you know, talk about it. it, it listen, it was a thousand dollar idea. All right. There wasn't. <laughs> It wasn't any surefire. It wasn't a million it was dollar work. idea. It, was it wasn't a million dollar. dollar. <laughs> Maybe I would get like 40K for it at the most. But uh, no, I think that if, you know, and this kind of leads into a whole different subject, but if your partner isn't satisfying you sexually, then you, you can't sit on that. You got to let them know. You got to talk about it. Yeah, you just have to ask. And I know it's kind of like awkward and hard or that you're afraid that it might lead to like a, a fight, I guess. Um, but if it's something that you really, really want or need out of the relationship that you need to, you need to bring it up. You need to ask. Yeah. Also it's two years, like you're two years into this and it's still an issue. Like, come on. Yeah. That's a long time. I don't understand maybe like, you know, a couple months into dating or like maybe even a year, but two years. That's a long time. time. It's a long time to go without coming. (laughs) I mean, she, maybe she does, but just not that way, which I can only speak for myself. Those are two completely different types of orgasm. Like they both feel great, but they, but they feel different. They do. I don't know why I know that, but I just know that I do. (laughs) Wait, is that the same for guys? Um, generally. Yeah. Like when, 
there's uh like when i like i okay i can't speak for all guys but there is a difference between the build up from a blowjob than there is from intercourse yes there's there's a difference for me at least gotcha okay well good to know there you go ladies we learned something new today why do guys in relationships still pay for only fans <laughs> um why do you shop for shoes when you're currently wearing shoes but you're allowed to have multiple shoes and if i order food at a restaurant after my entree has arrived am i not allowed to again peruse the menu but okay (laughs) here's the thing here's here's the reason why here's the reason okay okay And and honestly it can be as innocent as i just want to look at beautiful women mm-hmm. and simultaneously support their entrepreneurial efforts to maybe I'm looking for a little side action. So I'm not going to jump out and say that it's inherently bad that guys in relationship still, you have, you know, browse only fans. Okay. But I don't necessarily think that it's something that uh, you should be completely alarmed with either, especially if it's for like famous women. Like if it's a woman, if it's a girl or, or someone that he has access to, like someone that lives in his city or just like, you know, maybe one of the girls that uh, works at Twin Peaks that he frequents uh, every happy hour or so, uh, mm-hmm. you know, then, then, then maybe something you want to look into. But if he's, you know, on like, uh, I don't know fucking Amber Rose's OnlyFans, then, you know, maybe he just has always wanted to see Amber Rose uh, buck-ass naked. Gotcha. So I guess the next question is along the same lines, is like, why do guys follow all of these hot, like, Instagram models? And, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get your perspective first, but then I'm going to chime in with mine. I think, okay. I don't want to get too, like, deep on this, but... Okay. I think the world, generally speaking, values beauty over almost anything else. Okay. Meaning that we like when good-looking people are in our circle. We like when we interact with good-looking people. We like being friends with good-looking people. We like being good-looking right? There's, there's mm-hmm. a, an inherent value to that for whatever reason you can think of, right? right? And so when you have that kind of access to good-looking people on social media, you feel better about your connection to them. You know, like if you leave a comment under a hot girl's photo and she likes it, or she comments on it, or she follows you back, that's going to give you a bit of a rush. You know, it's going to, it's going to make you feel kind of like you're important, like you're on the in crowd, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's why guys follow hot girls. I think that's why people follow celebrities generally. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, again, like, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with it 
as long as it doesn't go past the point of um you know fan and creator interaction okay so it sounds like we're on the same lines because i would be okay if like my boyfriend was following beautiful girls on instagram but only i think i feel comfortable with that only if they were like unattainable women you know what i mean like yeah. like if he's following someone that has like 2. million 2.5 million followers like the chances of him probably like it, her seeing the dms cuz i'm sure she's getting thousands of dms right. are pretty slim right but like you said if it's someone that is local someone that you know is like down the street or that maybe right. they've had like a previous connection then I'd probably not be okay with it because if I'm in a relationship with you, then you shouldn't, then you, I don't want to be selfish, but like you, you should give me your attention and give me your time, not give it to this other woman who is, who could be attainable. Right. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. And same thing with the OnlyFans. Like I, I would prefer that he didn't have an OnlyFans account and looking at women, um, but again, same thing. If if it's someone who's unattainable, then it's not really going to bother me. Um, yeah. But yeah. I think you know that's that's a big insecurity for women. So. I you know and I don't want to like. I I mean okay. <laughs> I'll say and you know this is probably bad advice because mm-hmm. it's coming from me and I have a tendency to give bad advice because I'm a bad influence <laughs> on a lot of people. But if you really feel some kind of way about your man looking at OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. There's nothing stopping you from starting your own OnlyFans. True. And then if it's a problem when you do it, if he's got a problem with you doing it, well, then that's another discussion altogether. But if he's into it, well, then, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, add your bank account and start stacking your chips because <laughs> there's money to be made out here. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, I don't think I could ever make an OnlyFans. I'm okay with like, I have friends who have OnlyFans and I, you know, I cheer them on. Good for you, girl. But like me personally, I couldn't do it. Not because like, I think it's wrong, but just because of the stigma that some women get and me, Mm. one being a mother to a teenage son, Mm -hmm. and then also working in education. I don't even want to like touch that, you know, like, absolutely it's fine yeah you got it you got it's got to you got to have the right kind of situation because you know one of those moms that you know go you know their 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 students go to the schools that you teach at like she might you know saying she might she might just be uh she might be a bitch and she might uh you know report you or you know expose yourself like that and that's just a whole mess of problems that you don't really want to deal with so yeah yeah no i get that but if you're in that right kind of situation ladies if you're listening to (laughs) me And if you if you if you're listening to this podcast and you're a couple of glasses of Cabernet Sauvignon deep, just consider it. You know what I'm saying? If your, man, if your man has if your man has a tendency to visit OnlyFans, just consider signing up. Just just create an account. Browse around for a little bit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? See if he gets mm-hmm. a little. See if it feels comfortable. See if it feels good. And then you know, explore your options. There you go. There you go. Okay, I got an, another sex question. Love it. okay she says i want to introduce toys in the bedroom but i'm afraid that my boyfriend won't like it is there an appropriate way to approach the subject yes okay i know i want you i want you right now 
whoever asked that question and anyone who has this question, I want you to pause this right now. And I want you to get your boyfriend or your husband into the room to listen to me right now. Okay. So go pause, get him, ladies, go get him, get him and then come back. Okay. Okay. Bam. Right, they got back. him. <laughs> All right. You're back. Okay. Listen to me, fellas. Listen to me. My name is Aaron and I'm on your side. I am your ally. Okay. But you have to be very clear. I want you to understand me. I don't want you to hear me. If your lady wants to introduce toys into the bedroom right now, I don't want you to be afraid of that. I don't want you to feel intimidated. I don't want you to feel like you aren't good enough because you are. Okay. You are a king. You are a prince. You're, can I say dick? Can we swear? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Your dick is phenomenal to her. Okay. It's perfect. She loves it. However, she's going to make this a handicap match now. It's going to be two on one. It's going to be you and your tag team partner, (laughs) the rabbit. And it is your duty. It is your objective to absolutely pulverize that pussy. Pulverize. Wow. Okay. You have to savage that ass. Okay. You have to make her feel like a brand new woman. And the next day when she gets up out of bed, she collapses because her legs are still weak from the night before. She can't walk right. She walks like a a cowboy that just got off of a fucking Bronco. (laughs) So fellas, (laughs) I don't want you to feel like the toy is your opponent. No, no, no. It's a tag team partner. And you have a championship match in that bedroom. So I want you to go out there. I want you to play to the crowd. And I want you to win. I want that for you. You understand me? (laughs) So let's go out there and let's make some magic happen. All right, I'm done. All right, all right. Okay, but let's say that she can't go grab her man right now that she's listening. Let's say like it just comes up, like, you know, they're they're hot and heavy and they're going at it. Mm. She's like, how does she, how does she tiptoe into that situation? I think you just got to be upfront. You know, women, from what I understand, sometimes need a little uh, extra help in the bedroom in order to achieve climax. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that is uh, an indictment on her current lover. It's just, you know, biologically, it's the yeah. way things are, you know. Anatomy. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I think that if you're honest with him mm-hmm. and if you demonstrate with him, on how it needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And if you make it kind of fun, make it kind of a game, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, like maybe you get one of those joints that uh, is, is remote controlled. You know, they got the, they got the one that has the, uh, the Wi-Fi or the Bluetooth on it. You can control it through an app. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's, there's different ways that you can make it kind of fun. Um, you can even, suggest that you get him something, you know, like there's a bit of a discrepancy with the kind of toys that guys get versus the kind of toys that women get, but they're do, they make some stuff for guys, you know, 
Mm-hmm. And maybe you could suggest getting something for him. I don't know if he's into that kind of thing, but I think it does require a bit of give and take, you know, like if you're mm-hmm. going to suggest this, then maybe you, you, uh, you offer up something, something else, maybe something that he's been wanting to do that uh, you haven't budged on. It doesn't necessarily have to be sexual. Maybe he just uh, wants to, um, I don't know, play uh play call of duty with you i don't fucking know what the guys do. <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know what would you suggest um to be honest in the past i have just brought it out i haven't really said anything i just i've brought it out and it's there and it's never failed me that there that my partner is into it i don't i've never been denied adding something extra in the bedroom yeah i i think that if if uh if it gets to the point where the guy's uncomfortable then you know you just gotta kind of like handle your own business but Mm -hmm. um yeah no i don't know i don't i I can't think of a situation where a guy would would hear a woman say like hey this is gonna make me come and he would be like nah i ain't into that i mean i don't know how experienced you are in this department but is there like a certain type of toy that you would suggest as like a starter for a guy or for a girl or just like no for like both like when they're together oh um uh yeah it doesn't really not matter (laughs) no i I think it does matter but these fucking toys they get expensive you know what i'm saying yeah so when you walk into adam and eve um or if you go to adamandeve.com uh you know be ready because uh, you're going to be spending some dollars for the good stuff. But I would suggest, you know, just your standard vibrator, you know, just like a little, you know, something you can hold in the palm of your hand, something that you can get away with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, packing in a suitcase, you know, for those, uh, those vacations. Um, don't go crazy with the stuff, you know what I mean? Like yeah. spend, 100, spend $100 maximum and then get yourself a little something, something, and then, you know, yeah, have fun. Well, and then you can also get toys that don't involve like any type of penetration you know there's um like clitoral stimulation toys Mm -hmm. that you just kind of like lay on top or you know Mm -hmm. like rub um and then cock rings like i don't know i don't know if you've ever used one but like that you know it pleasures him and it pleasures her at the same time um and so i don't know i think maybe look at the at your options what would be not as intimidating to start with And then just kind of like build up from there if you want to, or you might not want to, you you know, whatever you get first, that might just be enough. Um, But yeah, definitely like just explore your options and just be communicate, communicate with your partner, but then like be confident about it too. I think. Also, I just remembered. Yeah. You can also make a mold of your own (laughs) joint. No, I'm I'm dead ass. You can make a mold. I believe you. I believe you. Of your own joint. Right. So this is like this is probably the best case scenario because you could just say, like, look, I want a mold of your joint and I want to use it while you use your joint on me. So it's like double joints. So get a mold of your joint. They even got joints that you can like mold with a vibration action, too. So you get you get a mold of your joint. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that's your that's your thing. That's I, I, I like that idea. Yeah, it sounds genius. expensive. Sounds expensive, but I mean, I guess yeah, it could it's be. It's an option. It's an option. It's an option. There you go. Yep. There you go. <laughs> All right. Here's one. I don't know if you'll be able to answer this one. 
<laughs> why do men like to hide their emotions and not communicate? Oh, I'll definitely be able to answer this one. Okay. Um, the reason why men often hide their emotions is due to bruising their ego in public. When we admit that we're hurt, it is oftentimes met with criticism. I, I can't even say that like anymore, but in the past, when men would admit that their feelings are hurt, it was often met with criticism and, um, you know, telling some, telling you to, you know, be a man, walk it off, you know, like stop being a pussy, that kind of thing. And that could even come from, you know, getting fired from your job or, you know, your team lost a championship. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, if you displayed emotion, like you were immediately told like, no, like that's not how a man is supposed to react. Now imagine that you've got your feelings hurt by a woman, right? Like that's yeah. even, that's even more degrading. That's more, it's even more emasculating, right? Mm -hmm. So you're dealing with generations, like hundreds of years of that kind of idea being passed down from father to son to from uncle to nephew, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. that that's deeply, deeply ingrained into the male psyche, you know, and mm -hmm. with the exception of guys that, you know, weren't raised in those kinds of households that maybe have gone to therapy and understand that, releasing your emotions is okay. Like it's healthy. You're supposed to do it. It's okay to cry. You're not going to find a lot of guys that don't subscribe to that idea. So opening up about how we're feeling just isn't something that guys are used to doing. So if you're dealing with a guy that's having trouble expressing themselves to you, um, be patient with him. Um, <laughs> especially if he's trying, like if he's actively making an effort to do better at that, to be a better communicator, be patient because it's going to take just as long maybe for him to undo all of the things that he learned from when he was a child. Um, mm -hmm. But if he's, you know, a little more stubborn, a little less willing to effectively communicate with you, then I think it might be a better idea to go see a couple's therapists, go see counseling, or maybe he gets counseling on his own. Uh, and if that's not an option, then maybe you should explore, um, you know, ending the relationship because that's just something that can't, you, like you can't have a good, healthy relationship without good, healthy communication. Yeah. I think it's also important, and it, this goes both ways, is to make sure that your partner feels safe. Because if they're, you know, if they go, if it's tough for them to, express their emotions and then the minute that they do you start attacking them or telling them why they're wrong or why it's messed up or whatever then they're probably not going to keep doing it anymore so you have to make your person feel safe and even if you disagree with what they're saying they're not wrong for feeling the way they feel that's Correct. that's how they feel you know and so maybe you keep your mouth shut and just listen and if you need to, you know, reflect on what you heard, but don't jump to conclusions or, or emotionally react in a way that, you know, shuts them down even further. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, safety for sure. And Very I'm cool. a big, big proponent of therapy, couple therapy, individual therapy, all therapy. I think, I think everyone could learn something from going to therapy and you don't have to be like 
quote unquote damaged to go to therapy. I think every healthy individual could benefit from therapy. Absolutely agree. Have you ever gone to therapy? Yeah, I went, you know, when I was younger, I was like in my early 20s. And I paid for it out of pocket. And I had to go see this lady um, all the way. She, she, her office was all the way out in Nassau, like, Ooh. you know, near Nassau. And I was living in Missouri City at the time. So I was making that trek like once a week for like maybe like five. Like I think I, I think I paid for like 12 sessions. And I ended up going like for like five or six months just because I couldn't get out there every week. But yeah, yeah. I went. I would love to go back. It's just really expensive. Um, but I along with you, I would suggest that everybody go and at least work through whatever issues that they, they may have. Um, what's something that stands out about a lady at first glance? I think that could be different for everybody, don't you think? Absolutely different for everybody. Um, you know, for me, it is the smile. Um, also, I mean, if, if I'm being honest, it's the hips, like the little like waist area, like the hip to waist area. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my favorite part of a woman because that's mm-hmm. where my arms go. Like when you go in for a hug or a kiss, like that's like the first like target, you know, like mm-hmm. that's where you go immediately. So that's what I like to, I like to check out. Um, but yeah, I think that's different for everybody. What's your, what, what, what's your thing about guys? Like what's your thing that you notice first about men? Um, arms and smile. I didn't, I didn't realize like when I was a kid growing up that arms was going to be so important. Later in life. So I'll be honest, I never really realized that I liked that until maybe about two years ago. That's when I like, I don't know, it just kind of like, it was like a light bulb moment where I realized, oh, because I think somebody, I, I know we were at a bar, I was with friends and then somebody pointed out like a, a cute guy and yeah, his face was cute. Like he, he was a handsome dude, but he had small arms and I don't know why that stood out to me. And that's when I realized like, oh, I guess I'm into like big, strong arms. I didn't really notice until I saw this one guy that didn't have it. Yeah. There's something very primal about that, I guess. I just like, so I'm, I'm a short girl, but I'm a curvy girl. Mm -hmm. So I like being bear hugged because it Mm -hmm. makes me feel smaller. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I only get that feeling if, the guy has like, you know, big, strong arms. Cause I don't know. I, it just, it feels weird if it's like, if, if his, if my arms are bigger than his, I guess I could say. Yeah. I can imagine that. So that's, that's something that I look at. And then of course smile because I like to laugh and like, whenever I'm talking to someone, I always like, I like to see their, their facial features. And so I like a nice smile. Big truth on that. Big truth. Yeah. Um, what's a, what's a turn off? uh like physically mm-hmm. um, or like or just i mean anything in general smoking is my biggest turnoff Ooh, like yeah same i i i like it just you might as well be like a tree like i don't even see you <laughs> anymore like i just they just look right past you do um, a lot of people still smoke like i know people smoke like weed well, but do people still smoke cigarettes well like vaping like vaping is like, oh yeah yeah, yeah. Like, got a bunch of people like choo-choo trains out here dude like it's <laughs> It's, it's it's gross it's just and i know that like oh we're supposed to be okay with it because now the smoke smells like bubble gum but i'm just like no dude like it just looks like you look like a robot like you're just sucking on this usb stick and like i i just i don't like it like it just it's never done anything for me um 
So that's going to be my biggest turnoff. But like outside of that, um, you know, like being inconsiderate, being rude, mm-hmm. you know, like all that stuff that you thought was like, you know, very, uh, you know, stereotypical back when people would talk about it when you were younger. You're just like, oh, no, that counts. Like yeah. personality counts more than than that than anything else like you can be moderately physically attracted to somebody but if they're a dope person like if they're like they have a great personality you can be like oh yeah no like I'm totally into this person and vice versa they can be smoking hot but if they're just like dull or uninteresting or rude then you don't you don't see them the same way yeah I think as a person we should all need to develop our personality and our communication skills like I can tell you that Teresa dating at 24 or 23 is way different than Teresa dating at 33. Like, I think I learned how to communicate better, how to express my personality better. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, I think I probably would have been like too scared to show that. Cause like, oh, what if they don't like me because I'm blah, blah, blah. But now that I'm older, I'm like, no, like I need to show the person who I really am because if they're going to like me, then they need to like that part of me too. How do you think our first date went? I think our first date went pretty well. We didn't really have any like awkward moments. Like the conversation was flowing. We laughed. And I think by the time we left, we both pretty much knew that we wanted there to be a second date. Yeah. 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 I'd say uh, on in terms of first dates that I've had, like that was one of the better ones that I had coming, coming from a, coming from off the app for sure. Oh, yay me. <laughs> no. So here's the thing. Like, I know that a lot, a lot of people complain about this. Like whenever you ask someone a question, like you're getting to know them, you know, and so you ask them a question and then you turn around and like, well, how about you? And it just, it just turns into a like, okay, what about you? Oh, and you, and you, and you just keep repeating the same question back to that person mm-hmm. versus starting a whole new question, like coming up with your own topic of conversation. You know, right. I think that's a, that's a very valuable communication skill. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. like it's it's all about energy, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I said before, if you can create energy as opposed to just volleying it back to someone like that is what makes conversations more unique and interesting and dynamic. One of the things that for me is like a major turnoff is when guys try to be flashy, either with like money or material things. Like I don't get too fucks about your Louis Vuitton belt or your thousand dollar sneakers like I don't care like you could be wearing a pair of chucks and I'd be 100% okay with that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know if like like is that the same for you Um, like do you do you care like if a girl's like you know showing off her Louis Vuitton purse no that stuff really doesn't mean anything to me mainly because I'm very unfamiliar with all that stuff so it could be a you know eight thousand dollar purse and I wouldn't know the difference but Mm -hmm. I do appreciate when someone can go back and forth like if you're just as comfortable in your yoga pants and running shoes and you know a, a hoodie as you are wearing some nice shoes and a dress or, you know, whatever you, 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 you wear to, to get dressed up. in, like, that's dope to me. Like, I, I like when you can go both ways, so to speak, that wasn't meant to be like a, like a sexual double entendre <laughs> thing, 
but again, it's 2021. So if you do go both ways, like that, that's you. cool. That's cool too. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I appreciate that too. Like, obviously I, of course, a guy dressed up looks really, really, you know, it's, it's very, it's a different type of sexy seeing someone who just worked out versus someone who's like really dressed up to go, you know, a fancy dinner or whatever. I appreciate that too. I'm just referring more, like I've had guys where we're on a date and then all they want to talk about is how they just bought these really expensive shoes. And then they start showing me the shoes and why the shoes are so cool. And, and then the next thing, you know, and then they're talking about like, oh, they went to the Galleria and they just bought this and that. And then they talk about how much it cost and how they want to go buy this next thing. And it's just kind of, it just comes across so douchey. That's what I, I don't like. I mean, I think that that's just compensation, you know, like that's overcompensation for something else that they're lacking. And I don't necessarily mean that they have a small penis, but maybe they're overcompensating for a lack of affection that they got when they were a child or some something like that. Like, I don't know. I'm not here to psychoanalyze people, but mm-hmm. usually when someone is that off balance with something with like material objects, mm-hmm. then it's it's to make up for something that they're lacking in their lives. I never really thought about it that way. Like, I know, like for sure, you know, guys like to do that with cars I guess I never really like made the connection that it could also be with like clothes and watches or whatever absolutely um okay and then I just have one more question unless there's anything else you want to add um but I got a lot of questions probably like six of them about why guys are either afraid to commit or why they're afraid of marriage okay um this is an interesting question so when you say they're afraid of commitment, like what exactly do you mean by that? Like, are they afraid of a relationship? I think they're, af- I think they're afraid to like make it like an official, like slap the label. We're boyfriend, girlfriend. We're only seeing each other exclusive. That's what I'm yeah. assuming. So I have a thought about this. And I think okay. that this directly ties into dating apps mm-hmm. because when you're on a dating app and you're swiping and you're just swiping, you're swiping, you're swiping, you're swiping, you're swiping. When you match with somebody, you get that rush of dopamine, right? You're like, Oh shit. Like this person likes me. Like this is a thing that could potentially lead to something. Right. Mm-hmm. And you maybe send a, a message or maybe it's on them to send you a message, or whatever like that, but you, you're in for the waiting game. So what do you do? Do you put the phone down? Do you like turn it off? Do you wait for that one person? No, you keep swiping. Mm-hmm. You keep swiping, you swiping, you swiping, you swiping, you swiping. Maybe make another match. Oh shit! Same rush of dopamine. Now you got a. Now you got options, right? Mm-hmm. And that's essentially where we are in life now. Is that we all believe in some way that we have options. Like we have, there may be a better option just around the corner. If I just sit on this and I wait, like maybe there's going to be a person that's more attractive maybe there's going to be a person that's more successful maybe there's going to be a person that i'm more compatible with you know what i'm saying like unless you're with somebody that checks all of your boxes and i mean all of your boxes not just the boxes where they're you know an intelligent and they're maybe a good father or a good mother or whatever like i'm talking every single box that you have like they have a nice they have nice teeth she's got a nice but like she, you know, doesn't 
complain when you go out with your friends. Like every single body. Nobody has that, of course. But mm. unless you have that person, like you're always going to think like, what if, mm-hmm. you know, like there's always going to, and it's up to you to make the choice to ignore that. And most people do. But I think that when people are afraid to commit to one person, it's because they have that thought that they haven't chose to ignore. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's like they're like they're holding out for the next best thing. And then, yeah, no, right. I get that. Mm-hmm. But as far as marriage goes, um, I think that's something else altogether different. Because if you're with somebody in a long-term relationship and you've been with this person for a long time and the next step is marriage or maybe starting a family and that other person just hasn't done that yet, I don't think that that's necessarily a fear of commitment. I think that with all that we know about marriage these days and we know about the statistics and how difficult marriage is and how much of a pain in the ass it is if you do want to get a divorce. I think that it's, I don't think that it's completely wrong to not want to get the government involved in your relationship. Mm -hmm. I -hmm. think that it's okay if you say like, no, I'm in this. I'm choosing you every day. I'm choosing this relationship. I'm here because I want to be here. And I think that that should be enough. Like we have a family, we have this house, we have this life together. Mm -hmm. Nothing out, like we can have a wedding, like we can rent out a space, we can invite all of our friends, we can have a party, we can do that. But I think anything outside of that, nothing really changes. You know what I'm saying? So it's really just a matter of having a title and having, um, you know, different, you know, file, taxes filed and all that kind of shit that really becomes a pain in the ass. So I think that there's a difference between not wanting to get married and then not wanting to slap a label on your relationship. I think those, those mm-hmm. are two different things. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I, I've also heard from other guys who have asked a similar question, some of them just don't want to take that step to, like you said, get the government involved when they don't feel like they can provide the way that society expects them to provide. Like maybe they don't have the job to be able to provide the home, to provide for the family. So they would rather just hold off while they get on their feet and then maybe later on propose and move up you know, the ladder of all these societal steps as, as to what a relationship should be. Yeah, Do you think that's that a fair assessment? Absolutely. Okay. You know, if you're not financially there, then there's no way because mm-hmm. marriage is expensive. So, no, I totally agree with you on, on both accounts. Yeah. Do you have anything that you would like to add as far as relationships or, or understanding men that maybe, you know, you could enlighten us females? Uh, the great... Patrice O'Neill, who was a great comedian uh, who has passed away, once said one of the most profound and true statements about men that has stuck with me for years. And he says that men want to be left alone, but we don't want to be by ourselves. 
And I think that's generally the approach that if you're confused about a man, <laughs> that's what you need to remember is that we want to be left alone, mm-hmm. but we don't want to be by ourselves. So just keep that in mind, ladies. And everything that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Everything will start to make sense after that. No, it, it makes a lot of sense. Yep. All right. Well, thank you, Aaron. Please tell everybody where they can find you if they want to hear more from you. Uh, the podcast is called State Your Take with Ed and Aaron. It's available wherever you get podcasts from. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, don't follow me. I don't <laughs> want your follow. As a matter of fact, if you do follow me, unfollow me and then follow me again. But uh, no, this was fun. Thank you so much for having me on. It was great to talk with you again, build with you. I'm so proud of you for starting this podcast. I, I, I think it was the next logical step for you after conquering uh, Instagram fitness and <laughs> um, you know, the, the message that you put out and I, like, I'm going to, I'm going to give you some flowers here for a second. So just shut up and take these. Um, okay. The message that you've been putting out for as long as I've known you to women and men in a, in a, in a way, but mostly to women um, is just phenomenal. Like I, I love what you've been doing. I love the, 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 the realness and the rawness of your brand for lack of a better term. And I'm extremely proud of you for what you've been able to build on your own. You know, you haven't really, <laughs> you, I mean, you've done it by yourself, essentially. I know you've had some help, but, um, you know, getting in with Buff Bunny and, and, and all the other brands that you've, you know, worked with in the past. I mean, it's just been really exciting to watch. And uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to know you. And it's an honor to be friends with you. And I just can't wait to see what you do uh, in your quest for the next, you know, 100,000 people that are going to be following <laughs> you. So um, congratulations on everything. Oh, thank you so much, Aaron. That really means a lot to me, especially because you and I met like before all of this craziness happened. So you, mm-hmm. you've you got to witness it from, from the very beginning. So thank right. you. I, that, that means a lot to me. I appreciate you. Um, and I will put the link to Aaron's podcast in the post in the episode description and we will see you next week. Thanks guys. Bye.